This is the We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast, built by anglers for anglers. Welcome to the We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trockenbroke. With me, as always, is Brian Travis, my co-host. And today in studio with us is Chris Grove. All the way from the northern Illinois land of the Chain Rat area. <laughs> Man, what's going on with you this year? Not much, not much. Just uh, happy to be down south. I decided to, uh, as soon as I killed my Illinois giant buck, I decided to uh, roll south and start fishing. Well, we talked about giant bucks up there. We got uh, dogs with antlers, but a 140 down here, and you're getting <laughs> high fives and a round of drinks on it, probably. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your coal bucks are our monsters down here for sure. You know, you know, our body size too. They're pretty. They're pretty. Oh, uh, they're large. I mean, yeah. not. I wish I could draw a tag up there, but I don't, I'm who am I kidding? I don't bow hunt, do anything anymore. You don't have to draw one. You just pay four hundred eighty bucks. Yeah, well, for one bad. beer. Not bad. Not bad. I'm gonna miss anyway though. So they're big enough. You'll hit them. <laughs> okay, that, that'll make up for it. <laughs> it's like shooting at a Chevy. That's right. You know? So, man, tell us about your uh, your year last year. You had some. Uh, um, traveling roommates, I'm sure you got some crazy stories from the road having uh, the Canadians traveling with you and Seth. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, was it was, that was that fun having a big group. It is, it is, and we're going to continue it again. I mean, I, I have, you know, it started off me and Fighter, and and it kind of blossomed into uh, bringing the three Canadians aboard. And it's actually, uh, I mean, it's a good time. I mean, we all uh, we're all definitely jokesters. We all have the same humor, so it really, really it helps. I, but. Uh, the language is a little issue, but uh, we're working on that. I've heard uh, Fodder refer to the F word as a comma yes. uh, up in Minnesota. I mean, it's just a commonplace. Uh, very much so. Very <laughs> much so. But I think in Canada, it's even worse. Really? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> so it like is just spreading wild like wildfire amongst the roommates, you know. That's so. crazy. Now, I drew Corey for a marshal uh, at Gunnersville last year. It actually drew Seth, too. So I got both your roommates uh, oh, when I marshaled. That was... Uh, that was kind of funny just to see him out there, but uh, yeah, I do think the F word is a uh, is a commonplace uh, noun. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! It's actually a verb too, apparently, and uh, an adjective. So, <laughs> so we're gonna have to find a uh, an emergency dump button if we ever have him on here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But like I said, it's all in good fun. But no, it was cool with them. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a sponge with those guys just because they are so good and they have such natural talent and. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm struggling a little bit the last two years, and I just I want to get myself right to where I was, bef- you know, pre elites. I was mm-hmm. fishing a whole lot better. I think I'm just taking this a little too seriously. So I'm kind of going with this Seth fighter slash I don't you know give a crap mm-hmm. attitude. And I'm not just saying that. I, I care about everything. I care about the sport. I care about the business and stuff. But I'm talking on the water. You know, maybe roll through my first or two first couple spots on plan and then mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna do a lot of you know freestyle this year and i think that's gonna better the game just because i got here on my on my instincts and why why let them go and then this offseason kind of proved it with hunting you know i killed a deer that eight and a half year old deer that i've been trying to catch up with and it feels like it was sad i killed him but it also helped me you know mentally a little mm-hmm. bit if that makes sense i mean there's so much of, of fishing that's in between the ears that that guys really don't <laughs> 
take into account. It's not just I'm gonna throw my cricket there and nope. there we go, boom, ding. completely in between ears. And it's a lot, and you're on the road with it a lot, and and then you surround yourself with five guys in a house that are very successful. And and it's fishing and it's talking fishing and it's just a it's a mental game that you got to kind of get ready for. And, and I don't think people really give it enough credit for that. No, you hit the nail on the head there. So it's like I just wanna, you know, I want to learn from all the mistakes, but also you know take every bit and piece from these awesome roommates I have that are awesome and, you know, try to bring it into my game. And like I said, fish on instinct a little bit more and I care as much. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a bad thing, but it's not. I want to just, I want to go in a little bit, you know, I'm always a, the, the free guy laughing and, you know, I keep my head on that aspect well, but, you know, sometimes no, no one sees what's inside that it is killing me that I'm not doing well. So I really, I feel going with a little more carefree attitude is going to help this year. Fishing free, fishing just on the seat of your pants. You think that's? I think so. Yeah, I think so because it got me there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, it's, it's. We can sit here and talk for hours, and I can sit there and tell you about each tournament that I fished free on a day two when I, you know, kind of crapped the bed on day one. Mm-hmm. I need to start doing that more, you know. And I know it's not going to, you know, lead to great things all the time, but it's also going to, it, it's going to help. It's going to pull me out of the, some jams, you know, when you're, you know, trying to get that limit fish or something and mm-hmm. you're not sticking to the book. I think that that's going to help. Well, so let's roll back a little bit. Um, when did you, uh, you started growing up in Northern Illinois, you worked at a tackle shop yep. at a young age. Yep. And so you were kind of immersed around a bunch of people coming in, talking, fishing, being around reps probably that came in and tackle. I mean, is that where you got your start and passion for it or, or take us back a little bit? How, how did we get to, to where you're at now what, what kind of started that well i mean starting like we all did you know your daddy or whatever got you fishing and your grandpa got you doing all that but you hit the nail on the head with the tackle store triangle sports and marine in antioch illinois uh it's a kind of a breeding ground for like it's either you come out of triangle sports and marine and you're a heavy tournament fisherman and you're in you, you, most guys that come out of triangle are super successful i i mean i'm blessed to be where i'm at when i came out of there or you end up going into life and, you know, owning a great business or becoming a teacher. Triangle does kind of breed some really, really good, uh, you know, young talent out of there. And the fishing world is insane because the whole chain rat mentality mentality and chain rats, there's a handful of chain rats that came from Triangle and are still fishing the BFL level, local level and dominating. But definitely that place was it because a couple of the guys that like my manager and the owner, Greg Dixon, all these guys fished the Invitationals, Bassmaster Invitationals during the day. And I mean, I remember being out back and, you know, getting off work and, you know, Greg would be like, oh, you want to do some, you know, side work for, you know, for tackle and stuff, of course. I was easily, you know, bribed with, you know, crankbaits and stuff like that. But wax the boat or like, you know, organized tackle and stuff. But, you know, they kind of set you up for this. And then they allowed you to get time off work to fish the local tournaments. Because my area, just like the South, Lots and lots of tournaments, but what's weird about where I'm from, uh, Fox Channel Lakes, is there are a ton of tournaments. I mean, there is uh, two Wednesday night divisions, a tournament every Saturday, every Sunday. So literally, you're thrown into it. There's, you know, so it was a really, really cool deal. And and I, I thank all the guys and all the people I was with at Triangle for really keeping it in my blood. Mm-hmm. Like so, so you guys have mentioned this a few times. Elaborate on Chain Rat. What, what is that? Define that for us. Okay, the full definition would be started in like the late 80s, early 90s. There were, like I said, a ton of tournaments. I don't know if you guys heard of this. It was a thing called Northland Bass. And, okay, I mean, just to give you an example of, you know, a, a BFL type event, which now Phoenix is going to be sponsoring, is, okay, you know, 100, 120 boats in some areas. But now, you mind you, you got 120 boats, but you need 120 amateurs. Well, I can't believe this, you know, 17,000 acre 
chain of lakes, which isn't that big, back in the early, you know, late 80s, early 90s, would literally pull 100 to 120 boats, pro and amateur. So mm -hmm. that's how it kind of started. So there were a handful of dudes, Lang, Skavacek, <clears throat> Greg Dixon, these guys were studs, and they were called chain rats. They'd come out there, and they would just shake the dice of who's going to take first, second, who's going to take third, you know, all that. So it was always there. It always lingered. These guys, some of them passed on, some were still around. And then when I started getting, you know, back into, you know, trying to, you know, solidify this dream, fishing the opens, I thought I'd bring it back, especially with social media. And I kind of went with hashtag chain rats. And mind you, 20, 20 something years later, it's the same deal. There's the same five teams or individuals that are at the top and they're basically the chain rats. And then it turned into kind of like a cult. I mean, everyone on the chain's a chain rat. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, so like it's going from, you know, guys that are hunting ducks around the area on the chain. It's going to fishermen, bass tournaments, high school angling. It's just monopolized into a lot. And I mean, a chain rat's basically just a kind of a local fox chain hammer. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where it kind of goes from. And I just kind of just been breeding it. Okay. So. Now, what legs consist of the fox chain? Oh, there's a bunch. There's some that there that aren't named, but what you're going to do is you got two rivers. Well, it's Fox River rolling in on the north, comes from Wisconsin, and then you got it um, going out on the south end, like towards Algonquin. So it's two river systems, and in between are a pile of lakes. Um, everything like uh, there's a Grass Lake. That's where I grew up on Lake Marie, Channel, Catherine, Fox. There's a pile, and then there's some littler lakes that they don't even na they named, but they're named by us. We know, and it's just. I don't know, you go from one lake, at grass lakes, maximum depth, maybe four feet, all mud, cattails, couple channels off of it with houses. Then you go all the way up north and it's crystal clear water and houses, piers, milfoil. It, it, it's, it, it's, a ratty, it's a ratty hole. I mean, mm -hmm. you can go there and do anything you want. I mean, you want to go up and fish weed lines. You want to go punch. You want to go up in a river and fish for smallmouth. You have a lot of avenues there. And I mean, it's not just a good bass fishery. It's tons of, tons of walleye, muskie. It's all your northern type fish, but the bass fishing's taken off. I mean, it's definitely, if you don't come in with, you know, 17 to 19 pounds, you are not going to win. Mm -hmm. So so you were kind of blessed with growing up in an area that you could kind of hone the skills and multiple different, um, you know, techniques. Yes. You know, and kind of stick right around home. 100%. And, and the thing about it is there's not that much in Illinois as for great fisheries. But not only the chain was awesome, but I can go across the border, go to Lake Geneva. I can go two hours north and go to Sturgeon Bay. And go three hours northwest and go to the river, lacrosse. So everything was kind of close. But to key in on what you just said, the Fox chain, you were able to do so many different things and have a tournament every weekend. So you're, if you were a fisherman, you were forced into fishing tournaments, buddy tournaments mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So how old were you when you fished your, your first oh, tournament? Jeez. I fished my first team event. I believe I was, uh, my first team event was 14. They had a forge, a signature back then. It was kind of a deal <laughs> like that. And then I did my first as a uh, co-angler on the chain at uh, 15. Okay. So, you know, that's just kind of how they let it roll. But before that, it's kind of funny. I was well known because I lived on Grass Lake, always rolling around in my little tin boat and beating up on these guys' fish when I'm 12, 13. And, and then I was working at the shop at Triangle at age 13. So some of these guys come in and be like, dude, you can't be in there. Don't be in there. You know what I mean? I didn't care back then, but now I understand it. So, mm -hmm. Well, 13, working in a shop, uh, was that paid under the table? That's child labor laws, Oh, it? well, this, I'll be straight how it went down. I, I mean, this is honest to God truth. Yes, I didn't start really getting on the payrolls. I was like 14, 15, but this is crazy. <clears throat> I was literally 
would be dropped off there. Like my mom would go grocery shopping and I'd be dropped off at the shop and I'd hang out there for hours. And then they finally just were like, dude, we got to, you know, let's put you to work. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this is kind of how it went down. Because the, the people, the vibe, I mean, you guys know local tackle stores. Sure, you get some are kind of boring, but this one was it. You had the four or five guys in there drinking, you know, black coffee, you know, one guy stinking up the bathroom, uh, mm-hmm. you know, smell of minnows and wax worms, and then you got fishing tails all over. And then Greg being a huge tournament fisherman, he had a huge bass section, you know, so it was always nice to go spend whatever money you had from cutting grass oh, or yeah. something. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that that's where you got some of your mentors early oh, on? for sure. For yeah. sure, yes. And there were several guys there that took you took you fishing. And yes, and I still remember some to, to this day that I still fish against, you know, like they still fish team events, a lot of them. I mean, I remember like a couple of guys, you know, hey, you want to fish a buddy tournament? My partner couldn't make it, you know, and I'm young, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm like, oh, dude, I don't have 80 bucks for an entry fee. Oh, well, I, you know, I got some things to do around the house, you know, so I'd go over there and do that and pay the entry fee, and then we'd go win the money back. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. Do you, do you still talk to any of those guys? You know, you mentioned earlier, you yes. know, that you, you felt like you were struggling a little bit. Do you reach out and call some of those guys? Oh, they, they yes. There's, you know, Greg especially and, and all the whole crew over at Triangle. You know, there's certain times, you know, Greg will know to leave me alone or to call me, you know, but we're all super close. Like, I mean, when I'm home, I'm in the shop like, you know, two, three days a week. Nice. Stopping in there in the morning. Like I said, it's a great hub. You guys would stop there. I mean, it's one of them spots. Mm-hmm. Very unfiltered. <laughs> right. And, uh, Back to that comma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but in a good way. You know, right. I'm, I'm not saying anything bad, but, you know. Good people. Yes, it's good, good people, people no matter how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, and it breeds a lot of, you know, it, it's just, it's good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, I got a little kid that I'm working on on the high school team fishing. He's a stud. Uh, he, I got him a job there. You know, I just feel it's sort of a rite of passage by us. I don't think... And there were all these kids that were jealous that couldn't work there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was just a cool So vibe. that's how you get the tassel on your hat of a chain rat. For sure. You come For up, sure. coming up in that. Yeah, yeah, I can see how It's that almost like a, I don't want to say a motorcycle gang, but you pay your dues young and people take you under your wing and then you pass it on to someone else coming through. Yeah, and I, and I know how to explain it. It's like, it, like it, it was sort of like that cult kind of club because some people wanted in, you know, and they just... They didn't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And everyone there kind of got these nicknames, which is a whole different story. I, I read an article with Bass through that one. But, yeah, you get you came out of there with a nickname that sticked. So what was yours? I think I read this one. Nah, I want to hear it. Mine there. was Weasel. 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 Right. But uh, there were some... There were some interesting ones. I mean, like, I mean, real interesting ones. Like, And some that, like, the kids now, they don't even work there anymore. The one dude's like, hey, he stopped in there. <laughs> this is like a year ago to... Greg, I'm a teacher now. Um, <laughs> my kids cannot, he's a high school teacher, cannot give, you know, the name, can't know that I'm Scratchy <laughs> because dude, they will kill me. Yeah. And that was the worst thing for Scratchy to do. His name's Chris to come in and tell that to Greg because now as soon as the science project rolls and these kids come into the tackle shop, it's definitely going to be Scratchy. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's going to be a oh. big brand new billboard right oh, there on the highway. And you don't even want to know how he got the name Scratchy either. Read the article to figure it out. It's, it's unreal. But yeah, everyone definitely, if you can handle your nickname and roll with the punches and you could stick there working for over six months, you were definitely in. If not, we had a couple cry and leave. They couldn't, it was tough. I mean, tough. I don't, you know, kids nowadays, I don't know how they'd make it. <laughs> Got to definitely have some some thick skin for sure. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Well, that pays off. That's you, you know. I mean, off. I think that's anything yeah. in life. You need to be able to roll with the punches and words. I mean, can't get you down like that. No. 100%. No. So when did you, um, after coming up and doing these buddy tournaments, when did you decide, hey, I'm I'm ready to make the jump into the opens? What? Okay. Well, that's it's. 
That's that's weird because uh, we are, uh, you know, I'm here picking up my boat, and it's weird that we we're talking about this right now. Um, today, this very day, I lost my old man four years ago, mm, and uh, on the nineteenth, and basically, you know, I've fished everything under the sun growing up, Sturgeon Bay Open. You know, BFLs, you know, tons of stuff the Mississippi River. Traveled all over and fished and always had the dream of making the elites. Well, you know, I owned a tile company. I was working, you know, working hard. Everything was good. I almost was, I almost was content, you know, mm -hmm. making money. Life's good. I own a house, fish buddy tournaments, clean house, make money, have a good time. Great. But it wasn't enough. And uh, long story short, when I lost my old man, literally that year, um, he knew about it. He knew I was going to try and fish the opens. I was actually going to fish all of them. And then uh, he died suddenly, so like, I mean, you guys know if you lose someone, it's tough. Um, and at that moment, you know, we got my mom's got some property. You know, at first you're just spinning. I mean, my en entry fees are in, you mm -hmm. know, my deposits, and I'm just I was done. I told my mom like I'm done. I'm like I'm like I gotta help you. We gotta figure out things on the property. You know, I mean, you're just, well, you're grieving a bit. Time's going by, and Florida's getting closer. Mm -hmm. The first the first open. And my mom's just like straight up. She's like, Chris, I, I, you know, this is your passion. And I understand if you want to dump out of the other ones. I mean, because that's a big, it's a big feat mm -hmm. in all of them. Um, she's like, but Chris, you've got the first one in January at uh, Kissimmee. You got the second one at Smith in March. And the last one's in Douglas in May. Ice doesn't come out the water to us by till you know, April. Right. So he's, she's like, she's like, we'll be able to handle everything in the summer. There's nothing you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and... I had a lot of friends behind me and sponsors. They're like, "Go, oh, it's going to be your grieving process. And it actually was. It's a long ride to Florida. And I picked it up and I said, let's do this. And actually, you know, let's just hit fast forward, fish that division, whatever that was, the Southerns. Mm -hmm. uh, did well in Florida, did awesome in Smith, did, you know, pretty well Douglas to the point where I almost made the elites. I finished, I believe, seventh overall. So I got a taste of it and... I think it was a lot of my dad, you know, and then all of a sudden I just said, let's do this. You know, life's too short. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, you know, we can talk for hours about that, but it was just, it's, it sucks. He's gone, but it was sure, you know, a swift kicking the butt to say, dude, you're, you know, 39, you know, it's either now or never. Dude. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's it. And it's just unique that we're having this on that four year anniversary. Cause I talked to my sister earlier and it's like, geez, right. Four years. Whew. But that's uh, that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so that gave you some uh, momentum to jump into seventeen, and you fished them all. Fished them all. Mm -hmm. And squeaked in in the northerns. Now, do you feel like if you had gone in sixteen, you would have been ready, or do you think that that extra year of doing all three to, <laughs> well, to fish all over? That's a great question, Timmy. But yeah, I, I, from where I stayed right now, sitting, I'm you know with my performance and what I've learned. No way. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, we talked to Brock earlier um, uh, this week, and, and he had a similar – and actually, it's funny. He came in seventh, too, mm -hmm. in the points, and it was his first year of just fishing one division. He said, I'm glad I didn't go because it, it, it he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and now he's out there fishing with you on the elites. I mean, it, it's crazy how that timing works out for someone. Um, I'm a person who said, man, I got in. I'm good. I would have forgotten. Oh wait, I got to go up to St. Clair and catch him because I couldn't do that. I couldn't go to Ten Killer and catch him. Yeah, I, was I just, mean, it's I uh, wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I'm, I'm just being straight with myself. Right. You, know, you can easily get excited and say, "Yeah," but from what I've learned in the last two years, I was far from ready. Mm -hmm. It was just a blessing, you know, 
I mean, that really is a, a that's an awesome story, and I, I hate to hear that. And I'm I'm sorry if we're doing this on this day. No, know. this is awesome. I think this is. A lot I mean, it's, it's it's cool. It's cool to tie all that in. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, so was your dad someone that did take you fishing growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad was it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? And sure, we we definitely jumped around on different species. Uh, he was a big salmon guy, walleye and stuff, but. He's the one that started it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided to talk mom into, you know, I think he's ready, seven years old, to go on his first Canadian trip. Yeah. And, you know, go walleye, pike, smallmouth hunt. And that became an annual trip until I was like, I think I was like 19 or 20. The last time was me and uh, his dad would go. And uh, it's, you know, that was, that solidified everything is to fishing. You know, mm-hmm. like this is what I look, you know, I didn't go on my senior class trip. I, uh, I actually didn't go. I made the championship on a local lake at home, and I canceled that to go. You know, like, I just felt that that trip was was detrimental, and I just needed it. Mm-hmm. So, And it's kind of funny. It's hilarious to bring it up, that how things go circle back. But that trip, we went, uh, like, like eight, nine miles from uh, where Gus, Gussie, mm-hmm. Jeff Gustafson lives. And we actually know some same friends that own that resort. It was just kind of funny how me, me and Gussie have been close over the last couple of years, right. how that was... Uh, talking time mm-hmm. but yeah but but yeah my dad was that and then he supported everything at home showed up at every way in and all that and uh he, he hit the water with me once in a while but, that's uh, awesome you know i i don't know he, he he loved that going to lake michigan thing like he'd get up and go put in his boat super early and go there and catch salmon and stuff and he enjoyed that you mm-hmm. know? i was always practicing for derbies and stuff but he jumped in the boat when he could mm-hmm. so. well brian you got a, a kid about that age of, of seven and eight and growing up into this and now you're taking him fishing out at night with you when yeah. you get off work and taking him duck hunting for his first duck hunt the other day. And yep. I mean, it, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. I've got a, a little girl who's going to be three and I can't wait to take her. Ooh, we went, we went bluegill this year. I made the mistake of not bringing dough balls and red worms. We actually went and flipped brim beds and uh, she lasted one flip and then just wanted to play with goldfish in the bottom of the boat. But uh, that's where it starts. Though. Who cares? Uh-huh. It, no. uh, having, having a minnow bucket full of minnows, hell, I mean, you can buy a lot of time and just hey, go, go count the minnows. No, it's mm-hmm. just this, I mean, the outdoors period for these kids, it's, it's huge. And, it like, and it's so cool what things are doing with high school fishing and stuff to when you know you can mentor them through everything and then they have an avenue where back when we were kids, we didn't, you know, I wish I had high school fishing. That's right. You know, no, I wish we did too. And I was on the tail end of the college fishing yeah. to what it is now. I mean, it's incredible to see the growth and 300 boats for tournaments, 200 boats for tournaments. I mean, these kids are just... It's insane. I mean, they're ate up with it, and they're getting the information. I mean, all these different sources and YouTube, and I mean, everything's blowing up in this oh, industry right now. Yeah, it's, their brain's got to be hurting sometimes. But I think that's helped a lot of growth. I mean, if you, if you think back to the early 90s, I mean, you would get information by just going out and doing. Yeah. Or getting into a buddy tournament like you and getting into that tackle shop and getting your face out there. But I think it's opened up some doors for the guys who may have not made the, the chain rat club or something <laughs> like that. They can uh, they can follow YouTube and they can pick it up. And I just think uh, the information, while it's a great tool, I just think it's helped open some doors for I – mean, I'm seeing kids that are riding buses in the city to get to a, a body of water. Cool. And go fish. I think I think well, it's that, awesome. That juniors thing now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the real deal, Holyfield. And it like is. you know, you know, you guys as parents, you know, that's the best. Just get them rolling early. Get them playing in the middle bucket because soon they'll pick up a pole and then it'll it'll go into more. I got. I can't. I can say you know one of the most rewarding things um, that you can see is is seeing your kid do something that you love 
and watching them be successful at it. You know, I mean, that's definitely you just can't describe that feeling. So, um, I, I definitely understand why you see so many parents out there, you know, coaching um, and, and riding around driving these kids all over the lake in these high school and junior high tournaments. Mm-hmm. And it's a different thing, you know what I mean? If, you know, not everyone's a basketball player or a baseball player or whatever, you know. I mean, bass don't discriminate. Nope. Age, nope. size. No. I mean, I mean, you can do it all. They discriminate when they get by the side of the boat and don't want to come in. <laughs> That's when they start discriminating. Uh, they say, I don't want to go near that hair. I'm done. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you got a niece and nephew, though, too, yeah. don't you? They're I have pretty two, close. two nieces and uh, a nephew that uh, will be one here on Christmas, born on Christmas Day. Oh, really? So, yeah, no, but the, the, the girls, they're getting into it. The older one, she's, she's a little hammer. How old is she? She is going to be seven. Seven? Yeah, and then the other one's three and a half. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's flip flop. I think the the oldest one is definitely going to be the fish fisherman, and the middle one will be the killer. And mm-hmm. then Kingston is uh, the boy. Which if both of them bail, I know I got someone. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you get to spend a lot of time with them when you go home. Oh, I, that's the only reason I'm going home. I mean, yeah, see mom and everyone else, but they're the main reason I'm going home for the couple of days here after this. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've learned a new tip too for kids in the boat is filling the live wells and they just splash in water. No, it's easy. It's, Perfect. I mean, yeah. you got you bought yourself an hour. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I'll give you another tip from my house. I've got a, a wife and, and two kids that have birthdays right by Christmas. Don't ever make the mistake of combining Christmas and, and birthday gifts. That'll get you in the doghouse no. pretty quick. Well, my <laughs> sister got smart this year. She does. She's picking December 1st for yep. the kid. Because, I mean, Kingston's going to get screwed. Oh, I yeah. Mean, for sure. Oh, no, absolutely. We did that last year. We did a uh, summer birthday party for my, my two kids that have it close to Christmas. No, it works out Everybody's nice. out of town. Everybody's traveling, you know. No, so, yeah, it no. works really well. For sure, for sure. Well, looking forward, I mean, you, you talked about fishing freer and fishing from the, you know, with the seat of your pants and just going with that flow and instinct. What kind of events are you looking forward to next year, looking at the schedule? You got one that you're just I mean, like, there's one that's chomping. Yeah, you what's follow, that? You follow. You follow. You follow. You ever been down there? No, but it's it's uh, it's just odd when a schedule comes out and you get uh, a ran- just a mega bunch of text messages going. Of These are just chain rats, friends, people close, other people on the tour. Mm-hmm. Already texting you going, great schedule. How do you like, your fall is going to be perfect for you. Oh, I think it's going to be killer. You know what I mean? Because I love swim jigging. And I think if I I bolt a swim jig in my hand, you know, maybe even a top water here and there, I think think we're definitely going to squeak out a top 10 in that one. That's awesome. No, you fall look good. Um, I I think the whole schedule this year. Yeah. The the time year for your fall is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't know if there'll be that many off, but there'll be a lot of bank. It's going to be a bank beating tournament. You prefer to do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll roll the punches offshore, but I'd rather get dirty, like literally, like mm-hmm. you know, get a dirty swim jig in my hand and just get you know, get get wild. And mm-hmm. I'll take that all day long, trolling water on high. That's my game. That's that's what you like to do. Yeah, and but like you were saying about the schedule, it's it's an amazing schedule. Oh, it's it's a awesome, big yeah. fish schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Sabine throws in there, but guess what? I've been there so many times with the opens and the, the elites the first year. That guess what? Every time I get a little better there, so I, I'm definitely. I'm not saying I'm gonna win it, but I'm definitely gonna make the cut there. Just see, I like I that Sabine deal. I like when they throw that in there. I mean, yeah, it's not a 25 pounds a day, but no, dang, it's you, a to- you, it's you get the cream game. rise from the crop there. I mean, that is a a total grinder. Yep. Fish on your instincts, and let's see who could. I mean, that's that's what I think tournament bass fishing is. Let's throw them up on the scales and see who's got them, and that's a perfect that's- perfect tournament venue for that. It combines everything. Mm-hmm. You've got title. You've got the chess game going on. You know, you have a lot of variables if you want to make the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a good plan for that one to be straight with you. You know, I have a, I have a plan A and a plan B. Uh, definitely uh, 
working with fighter on that one's gonna gonna help was mm-hmm. both of us got a lot of experience there and I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna pay well. So you've already got a plan. I mean when that schedule comes out, do you get a notebook? Do you sit down and say, Okay, I'm I'm gonna start getting some ideas down. I'm gonna start yeah. kind of drafting this out. How do you how do you go about that? Because I, I mean I don't do that. Well, I, I'll be straight with you. The you know I'm big on journal. I'm big on notes, and you know like this year I made a switch from Lawrence to Hummingbird, so we're gonna have to worry about switching waypoints and stuff. But certain events like I've really been trying to study up on you fall, study up on Sandy Cooper, the ones that are thrown at me that aren't that I've never been to. Mm-hmm. I really put some focus just to almost put myself out like a, a out of my body experience at home between like all the technology you know uh, you know navionics lake master uh what you want to call it google earth i'm able to just sort of get my bearings which i do at those lakes but like you said sabine i'm not even thinking about anything mm-hmm. because i know what i gotta do right i mean i know what i gotta do so so with sabine you know like you mentioned you've been there several times so i imagine you've got quite a few waypoints stored away for somewhere like that true when you're in practice how do you decide which waypoints you're really going to go check on or, or what are you going to run there? Well, I'm doing two, uh, you know, I'm not going to indulge everything here, but I'm doing, I'm doing two things, you know, yep. one is going to be a, either a mega run and I'm going to check that, you know, I'll check that in pre pre-practice to see if it's even worth it. Um, but then the other plan is going to actually just kind of stick with some dots that have been successful, but, I learned from the mistakes that I made on those dots and those mistakes are bait choices. I believe I think I need to go at it with a, I think I got to fish some of my areas with a little bit different bait choices and settle down a little bit more and it should work. Now so, we can air this after Sabine. If you want to give us some, some decent bait choices <laughs> over there. I mean, I'm down. I mean, I mean, it, it's up to you, you know, yeah. but I think it's interesting talking about that, you know, that you've learned from what you, would you key on maybe some mistakes, some color choices. Tim and I were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, sometimes you may have a spot and you know, there's fish there. And then, you know, you come out there one day and you see somebody else set up on it and they're set up a completely different way and they're just wrecking them. And you're like, oh. I, I found the spot. We were talking about Tim. Mm-hmm. Like, I found a spot and I was catching a few, but then you I watched just, this other guy set up different and he just killed them. You it was actually, your roommate. You actually <laughs> hit it. You actually hit it on the nail on the head. Um, I fished an area that 14 of us were in 14 of us and only two people that didn't get checked were me and talk. And mm. that was that first year. And it was all, it was bait choice. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you that right now, it's about as far as I'm getting. Let's just put it this way. It was, we were fishing so tight and so hard. Like I saw the, the bait would be floating down the bank as the tide go down, that these, these fish would be blowing out. Mm-hmm. You miss a lot of shell crackers. And so you saw, I saw the bait. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the bait, you know what I'm saying? Like it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's not just the bait, it's the color. Right. And uh, they were floating all over the place. And, you know, you know, I mean, these guys are my friends and they're actually at the point of like getting yelled at Bobby Lane. We're both together, um, of course, on Phoenix, but Berkeley and stuff. And he is just, grow, get one more. She can make the cut. Get one more, get one more. He just throws me a whole bag of them. You know, it was just. All right, Bob, give me one. Yeah, no, no, I didn't hey, even Bob. ask him. Hey, I didn't Bob. ask him. That, that I'll tell you right now, I don't, you know, a lot of guys that went over, that's one guy I really, really miss. Uh had some weird special moments with that dude, you know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, shit, whoops, um, <laughs> beep, sorry about that. But, I mean, I remember several times I'd be with the guy, and, you know, he'd yell at me, come find me in some creek, wherever, at the Mississippi River, Sabine, lunchtime, come on, boy. Mm-hmm. Take me off to the side and, you know, give me church chat, you know, make sure I'm doing okay and get my bearings and 
eat lunch together. It was just a weird vibe your fr- your rookie year. To That's have pretty that. cool. It was really that is. cool. So it's, you know, it kind of stinks though. Sometimes I don't get to, you know, see him like I did because me and him got along really well. Right. Well, think about. Um, I mean, you've got five guys, and uh, three of the guys rooming with you guys are rookies. I mean, you're established elite guy, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been there. I guess so. Is there uh, is there any time you've given some some wisdom to some of the new guys coming in? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I've got a couple of you know, I mean, my roommates thought those guys were not rookies. You know that, right? I mean, right. Because of the FLW tours, mm-hmm. studs, they got you know they've money winnings. But a couple guys in mean, who came really close with like Garrett Paquette and. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a hammer, but he's young, and he and I always told him right in the get go when he made the elites. I said, "Dude, I got you. You have any questions?" And it's actually because I'll tell you right now, Fighter did it for me in the beginning and told me, "Do you have any questions? I got you." Mm-hmm. So I felt like I should do that with someone, and and it helped. I mean, I actually had iCast, um, no, the classic last year. I had uh, just a gentleman out of the blue. You know, you see a lot of people. He's like, "Bro," and I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, he's like, dude, you're awesome. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I'm Garrett's dad. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. thanks, you know, for, you know, I, I mean, even the little things. I mean, he calls me with dating problems, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be 23 again, I try to give him some advice that if I teleported back, I would use. Right. So, but yeah, no, uh, a couple of those guys like that. And he's the one that mainly sticks out. And then uh, a lot of the rookies, I give a hard time, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's my nature. So right. let's talk about your roommates a little bit. So. You know, we'll just refer to him right now. Your tribe, you know, oh, let's call it that. So, yeah. how do you how do you figure out who's going to fit into that? You know, because we all know it's it's easy to find friends. You know, you, you make some friends, you're getting along with people, but taking the next step and actually rooming with people, that can change things tremendously. You know, I mean, some people are cleaner than others. Some people stay up late. You know, you got to have a lot of things that kind of work together to make it a really good situation. So, how do you how do you go about that? How do you figure out who you really want to room with? Uh, well, it was it was weird. You know what I mean? Because me and Fighter were really used to you know, everything, you know, hanging out and, and we got our stuff kind of dialed. And then all of a sudden we got Gussie in the mix because Gussie and Fighter had kind of a relationship prior. Um, and Gussie's old roommate, Matt Steffen from the tour, Matt and me are, Matt's an original chain rat. He's from the chain. So like Gussie already felt comfortable with me because of Matt. He's like, oh, I already know, you know, and then he would, I don't know, it was just already felt. So we got us, us three were kind of rocking. Then we pulled in the brothers. And they're interesting, okay? <laughs> Our relationship is very interesting because we're, we're like the best of friends. We joke. I mean, we, we, I mean, it's down to everything. But there is a but with them because they have a system that no other brothers have. Uh, they, you know, they link their bank accounts. They have that whole thing. But they have a coach. Their old man is fire. You know, Lynn's the bomb. And he stay, he's like a fifth, he's like the sixth roommate because he mm-hmm. stays with us a lot. But he is he is on fire. Like, he's got them boys trained to not tell us everything. Let's just put that <laughs> way. And it's not a bad thing because we already know it and we, we let it out, you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. The mix is good. Like, we all, it, it's hard to explain. It's like, it, it's a... Uh, it's a little bit organized chaos, I think. Yeah. I mean, we all know our things. I mean, we know each other's food. We know what doesn't like this vegetable, you know, and if he doesn't, you know, you got fighter. Oh, girl doesn't like that. Or I'll be like, fighter don't like, you know what I mean? We, we're dialed. Mm-hmm. And we all switch off with dinners. Uh, we all have our own little special things, you know. Gussie makes this really good chicken. So, you know, and I, I don't know. It just, we mesh, we mesh well. And the thing is, you know, we already got five guys. It's hard to bring anyone really else in at this point, you know? I mean, we're going to bring Buddy in and stuff, but I don't know. But, you know, 
I, I think we got a little too bad a mouse for Buddy. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, you know, we love him to death. But you know, like it just we all mold well, and there hasn't been an argument. Though I mean, there's mega arguments, but it's between the two brothers. It's the most hilarious stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, and what's crazy is the way they argue. Like we're all you know getting to know each other. It's like, dude, you guys ever beat the crap out of each other yet? <laughs> and seriously, they never have. They've never like swung a punch at each other. And really? hockey play, yeah. And, the way and they're they hockey yell, players. Yeah. I mean, they're... Oh, dude, they yell each other over, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they just, thank God, they just made the switch to Mercury from those Evinrudes. But he, uh, they're getting, I mean, they're freaking out over oil, yelling over tackle. I mean, tackle warehouse orders come. That's the tough one. Everyone's opening other person's box and stealing stuff. It's it's just, <laughs> it's interesting. Let's just put it that way. That's it's. But like I said, organized chaos that really works well. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to each other's company and the... The nutty thing is, you would have thought the season was over. It's like we miss each other. We all talk on the phone like yeah. a bunch of Sallies every week. You know what, what I mean? Like it's just unreal. <laughs> we have a group text. We yell at the group text because the Canadians, or it's, I don't know if it's they blame Seth, but because one of them doesn't have an iPhone, so it doesn't send the group text, and they send separate messages. Something. It's <laughs> Seth says it's dumb Chris's fault, not mine, because <laughs> there's dumb Corey and dumb Chris. So. That's, That's got to be nice. I mean, if, let's say you have a rough day on the water to come home and you know you got kind of a quasi family you're hanging out with. You know, it definitely has to take the edge off when you get you the kid back in the And I mean, I literally have, I, I would have been on suicide watch last year. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I had a rough year and those guys are just, they're the best. Yeah. The, I mean, every, I mean, I know that they're, they're you know, they crack up, they heard this, but they're, I mean, I'm almost mathematically out and they're still doing numbers. Dude, you win. And you will be going to St. Clair with us. I'm looking at these guys going, I love you guys, but, dude, it ain't happening. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, no, they, they really bring me up. And uh, that's the thing. We need the whole house batting, uh, yeah. you know, batting strong here. And, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm jacked up for this year. And there's no uh, – it, it is what it is. Like, I, in my mind, it sounds weird, but it's classic or bust to me mm -hmm. sure if I, I finish just outside i may be up enough points to stay in the elites but it's i want the classic i want my family to enjoy the classic i want all the rats to do the classic i mean i so this year it's what i'm fishing on and i'm, I'm doing things differently I'm, I'm i'm sick of going by the you know the chris grow regiment that i just decided to like start when i made the elites i'm, I'm going to my first spot second spot if it's a bust we're rolling mm-hmm Sorry. No, that's it. I, I you got a plan and I, going in. And, it can't get any worse, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're out there doing it, and we're sitting here talking about it. So that's right. true. No, that's no, right. but but we're also on the same page. You know, we're here at Phoenix yeah. Boats, and, you know, we're talking. We're getting deep here with you boys, and it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I, I hear that all the time, and I, I take these moments, and I keep smiling. I just, uh, I'm ready for my time mm -hmm. and uh, all the hard work I put into uh, work out. Oh, absolutely. And I... I hope you get that this year because that's something Brian and I have talked about before. There's no chance we're ever going to get on a classic stage except to clean up the confetti <laughs> if they run out of union workers. So, I mean, you're out there, you got a shot, and and I think that's going to be. I mean, just when that when that moment gets there, I know it's going to be just over the moon for you. That that's a, a culmination of all this hard work and effort that you put into it. So that's that's pretty awesome. Well, how would I promise you that? Because I, you know, I'm never going to be in any other boat but a Phoenix. But when that confetti's up there, how about I get you guys on the stage before the confetti rolls and say thanks? So we can sweep it up out of your way for <laughs> no, you. Let's that just, trophy. No, no, let's <laughs> just tear it up, get some beers, have a good time because uh, 
definitely, definitely. You guys, you know, do a lot for me, you know, and it, and I'm happy to be a part of the Phoenix family. And it's all started with you, Timmy, you know. So. <laughs> well, no, I, I remember us talking, uh, what was that, two, three years ago. You yep. came up here. We did a little work on the boat. Uh, it was frigid cold. That was that morning you missed that. Remember we went hunting in Brook Ice with our chest? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he and I had gone hunting that morning, and you were coming up yep. that afternoon and uh, met up here at the plant. And oh, my, I got a, that was my first Tennessee band that morning that you oh, came. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it was frigid cold, but we. Uh, it was cold that morning. We saw black ducks, We yeah. and black ducks are not anything we see here. And we had a couple of mallards come in, and it was that was a pretty cool hunt that morning. Um, but no, we're, uh, we're excited to have you. You got 20 PHX this year. You've run that. You've always had 20 footers, but you've done 20 PHX since it came out. I mean, you were. Yes. Uh, one, this is my, what, my, uh, what this my third, second or third, third 20 PHX. Third, yeah. 20 before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 before that. Yeah. Um, and, and talking about that 20 PHX, that's what I've actually swapped to this year. And one of my favorite things is, is the day box. I, I, uh, it took me a little while to get used to that center lid. Uh, I was used to having that, um, kind of divide between my uh rain suits and everything it, but that day box has been one of my favorite things about that 20 phx and the slam latches too i mean not tripping over a latch that's left over or sitting on one uh, that, that'll wake you up in the morning so yeah no no that's no, hilarious too when you have people in their boat and they're trying to turn the latch it's like dude just lift it up just lift it up you're good you don't jack on it anymore than you are. that's right but uh yeah no uh i i picked the phx because of the fact that uh you know, I'm in love with it now, but the fact that I am northern, uh, northern guy, so I do get to Sturgeon Bay, I get to the Great Lakes, and I feel like the bigger deck, I feel like that 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 boat handles better. Um, not saying any of the other boats don't no, no, handle rough about water, a, a but rough I feel water. if you're going to be a guide and say at Sturgeon Bay and you still want that bass boat, I think the PHX is the one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what the coolest thing is? The fact that like, and this is a good selling feature. I mean. I'm a little Quasimodo. I drive a little nutty. It's probably known to everyone, but I'll tell you right now, uh, since I've been in a PHX, I think I have speared three waves and all three of them are my fault. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, I've been on Sturgeon Bay a lot and stuff like that. And I use that as a big selling feature to guys because it doesn't, you don't get wet in that boat. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's the real deal, you know? Right. And uh, you go back to the day box. That's the reason, one of the big reasons I, I like that factor. I like to be able to sit there and do my stuff. And it's nice, too, sometimes. I'll be straight with you. Those days out here, you know, it, that sun kills me. I'll open that thing up, and I'll be able to rig behind there and do things. Mm-hmm. And I got it dialed. I got it dialed. Like, coming down here, yes, I got my life in the truck. But, I mean, I've got – I know exactly how that boat's going to lay out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know I, everything goes where it goes. It's got its place. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the real deal. I mean – that's why I kind of venture to it. I like the PHX for that and for a lot of those. I've items. never heard of the using the lid for a sun sun protector. I'm gonna actually try that this year. Yeah, you need to because uh, it gets hot. I'll pull that thing up, you know, and rig. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you got. I mean, we gotta sit down on the cooler part right there, and I'm able to rig. You know what I'm saying? Like Gunnersville, I did a lot last year because you're breaking I, off drop shots all the time. So I've never thought to do that. I'm kind of excited to try that now. Yeah. Now yeah. it's 30 degrees out, but yeah, you see that thing Austin Felix does with his right? He takes the screw on, he makes it go higher. Really. He put he moves the he moves the shot brush. Oh right. yeah, makes it. So, hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try that now. So what? So we talked about you know your preference towards the PHX being the the bigger water, rougher water ride. What about a 20 versus a 21 footer? What's got you in the 20 footer? Uh, I've always had 20s my whole life. Uh, I think I own maybe one 21 foot boat in my life. Uh, the number one deal is first off 
a 20 PHX is what, 26, 20 foot six, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so, I mean, you're, you know, that's almost 21 that's feet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the main objective is, uh, you know, until I win one of these and buy a bigger garage, I like fitting it in straight. I like to be able to have, you know, room on my side with all my tackle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, and it's my last bird, and I'm, you know, you got to wheel me out to it. It probably will be a 21 foot yeah. when that comes down to mm-hmm. it, you know. So let's talk about your rig a little bit. If, if we were to roll up on tournament day and hop in the boat with you, are you, are you the type of fisherman you're going to have everything you could possibly need in the boat, like every kind of rig, every kind of lure you might need, or are you going to dial in and have what you know you're going to be throwing while you're out there? I'm always the person that has what I know I'm going to be throwing, and that's what's nice about the organization of 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 a phx and its layout uh because you're going to mix some 3600s into the mix Mm -hmm. um size boxes i kind of have it set up where i have two like um what do they call like you know like the crates or whatever the the you know for when you're traveling the big bins or whatever yeah totes or yeah a big tote or whatever so i have two of the bigger ones and basically you look in the back of my truck on the right side that's the one that everything goes into the boat and then on that left one is all my little swipe stuff, you know, like you're not going to need big swim baits every, mm-hmm. you know, so I set it up to where I need the essentials. We're going fishing, but if like, like, let's just say I was down here and I'm, I'm getting sick of fishing chick and I want to run over to Smith Lake or something mm-hmm. and go drop on some spots, I'll be able to easily go in that left, pop out a few things that well, dude, I don't need that. I don't need that. Slide the 3,600 or the 3,700 in that place and go Mm -hmm. because i try to keep the weight as you know i have everything you need but i don't like to over over overload Mm -hmm. um just because i i mean i do like speed and you know the fact that i run uh, battleborn lithium batteries um so i'm knocking weight down there the fact that i have you know this year talons um you know i like my phx is move um Mm -hmm. uh, i mean you hear people saying that it's sort of the slowest one out of the bunch but i'm i'm definitely I'm definitely, you know, passing a lot of guys, and I have no worries about that. Now, what about rod selection? How many rods do you carry on an average? Let's say you start practice. Do you have 30 rods, and at tournament day you've got 35, or are you down to 20? I mean, the box is loaded no mm-hmm. matter what. Um, it's what's on top of the deck and what's in my day box. Mm-hmm. Um, because basically come tournament day, I like to be dialed, to, you know, at the max, at the max, you know, 10. But, I mean, I like the deck to be, you know, seven to eight rods, and then there's always that juggernaut, you know, that always that, oh, I get, I, you know, I throw a big swim bait by that dock. I catch one. So I'll put two of those like quick 15 cast rods mm-hmm. per derby in the day box part. So I'll okay. put two there that are like, you know, they're not chewing a frog. But every time I get to the back of the pocket in that trash man, I can get one blow up, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm only running three pockets like that. Right. I have my frog sitting right there. Easily pick that up. Boom, boom. So mm-hmm. I'm not messing with my rods. You now, know? what kind of rods are you throwing this year? Uh, I'm with uh, um, Abu Garcia fully. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, this year, uh, we did away with villains. Um, so we came back with that price point rod, and it's the um, Veracity. Yes. It's coming back. I'm excited yeah, for the new Veracity. I've got some on order right now. No, you will be super happy. Um, the nine coil uh you know the design now is a little different they're stronger um i got to use them uh i got to use six of them last year prior to them coming out Mm -hmm. uh, and i was super happy so basically what i am gonna have on the deck this year it's gonna be like 50 percent veracities um 35 percent premieres Mm -hmm. um because there ain't many models in that and then uh been really liking some of the ikes uh Especially the Ike reels. I like that new handle and stuff, but that their swim jig rod is fire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially with that handle you should check it out it's it's super nice to get to eva kind of handle style yeah um i you know i'm an honest dude i don't like it for flipping i didn't like it for that aspect but for winding type baits i was able to get over real quick i really liked it didn't slip off so yeah that's what i'm running this year mostly oh, so you're gonna see a lot of red oh we've been big veracity guys uh we've yeah. been on them that little kick for a while and actually we've got a couple of ike rods and i, and I do like some of those I really yeah. enjoy those them. models that he's as a he's got a 7.2 medium heavy that i really that's like the swim jig rod yeah. I, use. I mean fighter hates it because he you know the even fighter fish really light rods but like we don't maybe like to compare the stuff but that uh i i'm I've got three of them. Like literally, mm-hmm. I got a swim jig on braid, a swim jig on light floral, and a swim jig on twenty pound floral. And I mean, literally, like probably roll around you fall with that and a buzz bait and a sanko. And... There you go. Okay, well, yeah, yeah Confe- fighters. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> fighters actually, he he fishes left handed reels, but he's right handed. I noticed that when I was on the boat with him. Yeah. And he says, yeah, everyone else is backwards. Well, I mean, I'm super unique. I'm ambidextrous. I fish righties and lefties. Really? Yes. So I can have some of those retreads next year? You can have whatever you want. Because I need all the lefties I can get. Oh, dude, no, 100%, man. You definitely, definitely, you let me know. Yeah, no, that's, the deck's kind of funny. What do you like to use for for which scenario? My deal is I I learned young from Triangle Sports and Marine. I was handed a, a rod cut off with a lefty said put that by the bathroom and start cranking and uh this will make things better for you and the the reason you know if any young kids listen to this i emphasize the fact of you know current mm-hmm. especially fishing on tva mississippi river i want to set the hook into his head into pulling in the current i'm not going to go bust him i'm going up the bank i'm not going to set the hook left on him and give him that chance you know with the with the, with the current he's yeah. going to he might just climb you know bigger fish clamp down on that bait you turn him out he's got the current he opens his mouth falls off I'd rather be flipping with a righty, you know what I'm saying? I'll crack it back to the current, and now I know I got it. Mm-hmm. So that's my main reason. Um, and just the aspect that I, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, total ninja. I can skip and flip with my right hand and left hand, so many different conditions, and it's huge in team fishing. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. on the front deck, <laughs> and it's like you'd be surprised if you fish righty and lefty. It's like yeah. ninjas. We can't and there's no like, there's no like, watch out. Set yeah. the hook and I crack you in the head, you know. Yeah, well, we can't do that. We uh, we can't share rods. We <laughs> we and depending on which way we go down the banks, who's running the trolling motor? Oh, yeah. I mean, because it, it's you're in each other's way constantly, constantly. No, 100%. And so, and I do like it. I mean, being both up front, especially in like a flipping deal, oh, you both need to be able to hit it. different. You're angles. like a tank. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? A tank with a gunner on the side. I mean, you're definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, there are a lot of derbies. I mean, you pier fishing or dock fishing. It's say I'm going to get yelled at by the Canadians. They're like pier, what's a pier? I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's a dock. So no, like dock fishing, definitely you need a guy in the back of the boat because he gets a totally different angle. But mm-hmm. you know, I just like the you know the the current mentality and the fact of like buddy tournaments. I just got so used to being able to reach down, fish a righty or lefty and just roll. Right. Like, it works well. Like, you know, he's left-handed. I'm right-handed. If we get it, it gets dark on us, you know, some of our Wednesday nighters in yeah. the summer, yeah. man, we kick on the black lights, keep them both up front, you know, get a lot more illumination. It works pretty well. No, that's a good, that's, the, that's a good strategy. I mean, they're just a couple baits. Like I'll tell you right now, like, I cannot. I can cast a frog righty or lefty, but I don't. I can't. I can't frog lefty. Like I can't make the frog dance the way I want to. Mm-hmm. But I can throw a spook lefty and smoke them. That's it's something's wrong. I mean, <laughs> honestly, we're trying to balance all this out. But yeah. Well, no, shoot, man. Well, we really appreciate you taking time to hang out with us. Uh, enjoyed you coming down. Good luck next year, and uh, we'll be waiting for that confetti call. 
Uh, we'll bring our brooms and mop buckets, and right. uh, we'll be ready to clean up for you. You just bring the beer because it's going to be on. <laughs> there we go. You know, but I really appreciate you guys having me on. You guys both rock, and I'm super happy to be a part of the Phoenix family. Well, man, we appreciate it, Brian. You want to take us out with another quote? Man, I don't have any good quotes for today, but uh, I just echo Tim, and we appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to us. Thanks for taking the time to build a beautiful boat. Thanks, Thanks sir. sir.